Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. And without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. Hey, what's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, and welcome to another episode of your favorite sports podcast. You guessed it, the Sports Bros Podcast, episode 65, not too far away from 100 and not too close to uh, episode one. I butchered it, but hell, y'all understand it. Y'all completely understand it, but we're going to keep that in. We are going to keep that in. Oh shoot! And the oh, joker that you, and the joker that you hear laughing at me because I botched up the opening is the one, the only, the Almighty B Live. We keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? What's going on in the world today, man? And as you already know, there's a lot goings on, but we're gonna cover the things that we love the most, and that is sports, because. Sports, it, oh man, there's a lot to talk about, and I cannot wait to just dive right on in. But you know, we have to introduce the other guy on the team, and I mean, he he might have a part in this or whatever, but uh, it's whatever. All right, Eddie, cool. Yeah, talk to the other guy. Oh man, here we go. And the other guy, the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania, the money man, Scotty D. The captain of the team is here, boys, and we are getting closer and closer to actually watching some team sports. Oh, man, I can't wait to get this back going. Um, go away, Corona, because we're, we're ready to get this uh, We're ready to get this rolling again. We're ready for some football, ready for some basketball. Hockey's coming close. Baseball finally got to figure it out. They're, 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 they're figuring it out still, actually. But, hey, we're about ready to get going with all this stuff here. So, Eddie, cool. Let's talk some sports. You buddy. know what I would hate? to record another show, then we hit the stop button, then breaking news, baseball and that BS going on there. Baseball, look here, <laughs> I'm going to need y'all to get together, all right? I'm going to need y'all to get it together. I'm going to need you to get it right and keep it right. But speaking of getting right, keep it right, guess what? Somebody got a job yesterday. That's right. Uh, former MVP Cam Newton, formerly of the Carolina Panthers, he signs a one-year deal with the New England Patriots. Um, I'll give my opinion. I kind of saw it coming, but after him being on the free agent market for a while, I was like, well, I'll guess he might be a mid-season, you know, somebody might sign him during the middle of the season. So here we go, man. We got Cam Newton um, going to the New England Patriots. Scotty D, what do you feel about that? It seemed too obvious whenever Cam was first officially released all those months ago. And we just sitting and waiting, sitting and waiting, and nothing was happening. And he, he finally um, – actually, B-Live mentioned this. We talked about this a little bit before we came on the air here. He said he finally feel, – he feels like he lowered his demands a little bit and, and agreed to to come off of what he thought was going to be too – you know, he, he, he wasn't getting anywhere with what he was asking, evidently. Let me ask you guys how you feel about it. You I mean, you guys are both Carolina fans. You're Cam Newton fans. Do, do we actually – first of all, do we even think – he's going to be starting you know the the Patriots have made clear before that they they said they were going to go with Jared Stidham they had 
they had uh, enough confidence in him they were going to go with him, surely at some point this kid is going to have to give way to Cam Newton. But do we think that's going to be opening day? I mean, is Cam going to leapfrog and, and, and take over? What do you guys think? How, how do you feel, first of all, let me ask you as Panthers fan, how you feel about seeing Cam in another uniform? We actually kind of talked about this in Choices of the Voices a few weeks ago. Go, guys. Let me hear what you think. All right. Once you finally stop talking, we'll <laughs> get, in, get into it. You, you, you took like three minutes just to get us back into the, the show. Off. I'm, I'm teeing it up. All right. You. Well, I, I appreciate that. I just, just throw the ball. <laughs> but no, for, but I think I lost interest. Uh, I, I I see that. I'm, I'm bored. Anyway, but yeah, Cam Newton, a New England Patriot, out of the list of teams that I despise with an ungodly passion, New England's right up there at the top of the list. It's definitely top five of the teams I just dislike. But it just, it honest to God, it fits perfectly. Like, just the opportunity in New England, just you go from one MVP quarterback to another. It's a completely different system. But I mean, I honestly see Cam Newton able to thrive in New England. The evil genius himself, um, like, God, my Bill Belichick just, he, he does it again. He does it again. Like, you, you didn't see it coming. He gets a MVP quarterback. Mind it, he might still be on the men, but he gets it for cheap. The contract that um is, is laden with incentives. Like, so, like, the base salary, probably, I haven't gotten official numbers, but they said that the maximum that Cam Newton can make is $7.5 million. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculously cheap for an MVP quarterback. And I still, to this day, I still think Cam Newton, when healthy, is one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. Healthy, he's top 10. And no. I, I didn't ask for your opinion just now. You're going to let me finish this. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and finish. I'm just saying, I, I, I'm just saying he's not a top 10 quarterback. And he's not currently an MVP. He's former. Understand, right. so I, I, I feel the antagonistic um, vibes coming from you, but it's, <laughs> all, it's it's quite all right. I understand that, but um, I'm going to stick to what I say. He is top ten when healthy, and the system that he's going into couldn't be a better system. Like I still stand to my statement. I've said this. For many a years, I don't think Tom Grady is that skilled of a quarterback. It was just the system that he was in. He was able to thrive. It was just, it, I mean, I think more of Bill Belichick than I do Tom Brady. That's how I feel. Edit that part out, Eddie Cool. Did you just cut me off? <laughs> you know what? The part where you said, the part you said Tom Brady's not very skilled, we're going to edit that out. Go no, ahead. we're not editing that out because I'm telling you exactly what I feel. And I'm not, I'm, not alone in my, I'm not alone in my sentiment either. But that's okay. I'm not, saying again, I'm not saying that Tom Brady isn't one of the best, and I'm going to say it that he's the GOAT. Six championship rings, I mean, really. But I think of Bill Belichick more than I think of Tom Brady. I think it was more Bill Belichick. So now this is the chance and opportunity. And I think Cam Newton, he, he, I'm thankful that he decided to come off of the demands 
And I think this one year that he has, honestly, will open the door. I don't think he will be a Patriot after this one year. I really don't. But this will like this is his proving ground. This is his opportunity to be like, hey, I'm healthy. Y'all screwed up by not signing me. Now I want you to sign me, and I want all the money. I think is he start week one? Yes, absolutely, yes. without question, he starts week one. Oh wow, he uh, he starts week one. Um, well, um, be live while you were opining on the situation. I had a chance to do a little bit of research. Um, the last time that there was a quarterback not at the helm by the name of Tom Brady. I went back to Jacoby Brissett, but that was only for like, what, a handful of games, right? But let's go even further back anymore. Let's go back to 2008 where Tom Brady got hurt um, by a hit to the knee by one Bernard Pollard of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Matt Castle went 11-5, and and they barely missed the playoffs because, you know, they lost a bunch of conference games. Just imagine. Now I want you. I want you to look at this. Look at this. Look all the way at it. If Matt Castle can go eleven and five and miss the playoffs, then just imagine what Bill Belichick, the evil genius, can do with former MVP Cam Newton, who already went to the Super Bowl one time before, even though he lost, and who is talented. A lot of people counted him out. Oh, he can't do this. Oh, he can't do that. Listen, from a talent standpoint. It's a no-brainer that you would pick Cam Newton over Matt Castle seven days of the week, three times on Sunday, okay? There's no denying that. I'm, I've am i been having conversations with people before this even happened. They said, well, Ed, how do you feel about the, um, the AFC East? I was like, well, you know, it's Buffalo's division to lose. And then I said to myself, well, you know, you can't count Bill Belichick out. I'm like, well, you know, you're right. You can't count him out. But with this acquisition – of Cam Newton, the Bills run to the division might be in trouble. It, it, it might be tough sledding for them to go. I mean, they're already in the poorest division. And from what it looks like, it's going to be Buffalo, New England, and everybody else. I think it's a good move that um, – excuse me. I think it's a good move that they did do this because they needed a solid quarterback. I mean, Cam Newton, if for the first time in forever, he's actually going to have a healthy line. Because in Carolina, the line was a, a, a put together of an old lineman here, a tackle here, this here, that there, and every third or fourth play, boom, he's getting sacked. In New England, they took care of Tom Brady, so hopefully they'll take care of Cam Newton as they as they did Tom Brady as well too. And I would be live, yeah, uh, Jared Stidham mm-hmm, looks good on paper, but we all know what it's going. We all know that Cam Newton should be starting no later than week. No later than week two, because once he gets into that system and he understands, okay, well, you know, I have to, I, I got to kind of, you know, lower myself a little bit, but not too, too low. Just, hey, I got to be about the Patriot way. And if you know, like I know, fellas, that they've been saying about the Patriot way, some people dig it and some people don't. The question is, it'll be interesting to see what Cam is going to be as far as uh, the Patriot way goes. But uh, week two, he's starting. <laughs> Think so? Yep, week two. Here, here's I'm, I'm gonna say this real quick. This benefits both sides. It benefits Cam Newton. It benefits the Patriots, and it, it also benefits Jarrett Stidham. Jarrett Stidham now, once again, he will have a veteran quarterback, and this the pressure will be off because right now, honestly, if Jarrett Stidham stepped into the plate right now, he would literally he would literally be living in the shadow of Tom Brady. And everybody would literally, they would be at, they, like, 
Can Bill Belichick do it with Jarrett Stidham? Can he do it with Jarrett Stidham? Now that pressure is not on him. Give him another year. He's young. Let him learn something from Cam Newton. Cam Newton falls under that scrutiny, which actually Cam Newton's been under that scrutiny his entire career. So it's nothing new to him. There's, there's nothing. The pressure on him is there's really is really the pressure is on Cam Newton. But who better to be able to handle it at this point in time in their career than Cam Newton? There's been moments early in his career that he may have folded under pressure. But at this point in time, he understands the game. So I, it's a win-win-win across the board for the Patriots. I think the Patriots will be lucky to break 500 with Stitham or Newton either way. Without Brady, that they're going to they're gonna have a hard time. Against who in the AFC? Tell me, tell me, tell me three teams better than the Patriots adding Cam Newton right now. Three teams. Hit it, Keith. Nobody. They're not. They're not beating. They're not beating Buffalo for the division with or without Cam Newton. Okay. They're not. Be- they're not better than Baltimore. They're not better than Kansas That's- City. They're not better than Pittsburgh. They're. They're, they're not definitely be- better than Pittsburgh. You. Well, Pitt- Pittsburgh's also getting a, a quarterback back that. Last year's had a team that went what eight and eight with dudes who don't even know the names of their quarterbacks. Duck Dodgers and Mason Rudolph. Duck, yeah, the Duck guy. They they, duck they, guy. That, that's the beauty. <laughs> that's the beauty of the AFC right now. The AFC is in shambles. The fact that Pittsburgh went eight and eight that means that with a fourth string quarterback, that means the AFC in, in the whole is in shambles. There, that's why. I, that's why. That, that's why I said three teams. I said three teams for a very specific reason because I knew you were going to name Baltimore. I knew you were going to name Kansas City. You find that third team that's better. Buffalo, and I, and I didn't even mention Tennessee and Texas. Yeah, because Tennessee, one of the teams that beat New England last year on their own turf, correct in the playoffs did that. with Tom, with Tom Brady. You think Cam Newton's going to go in there and make them better absolutely. than they were with a year ago? Absolutely. Because of Belichick? Yes. No. Yes. Tom Brady had no Eddie, Tom, Eddie brings up Tom Brady about, had no mobility. That was half the problem. That was half the problem what, within itself. Tom Brady is not he's not the heir, he's not the savior of Tampa Bay, mind you. He didn't have mobility. He had an offensive line to protect him and he was so he was tell me later. Tell me what now the fact that now you got a mobile quarterback with an old line that can protect him. Oh my goodness! Did you not see the first eight games of the year prior of Cam Newton under North Turner? That, was, that he he was he was six and two healthy. Yeah, he was six mm-hmm. and two. They were healthy. He was about to break his own records that year, and then he got hurt. And then everybody wants to say that Cam Newton's zero and eight in his last eight games. He wasn't healthy in any of those games. The Panthers did Cam Newton wrong. But it's for you to sit here and say that Cam Newton's still not an elite player. That's why, and I will always put that if healthy. And I think right now that he is healthy, he's ready to go, and now he has an offensive line that will protect him. Holy Jesus. The Patriots will win that division. I put them in the AFC Championship. I put them there. I th- Honest to God, I think Baltimore and Kansas City are better, but I think that this is this – it's something about a comeback tour that's just beautiful. Watch what Cam Newton does this year. It's going right. to be beautiful, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cry. What? I'm going to cry. All right, so according to B-Live, let's see what it looks like here. We got Kansas City. We got Baltimore, New England with Tom Brady being there, and then 
then the field's wide open after that, correct? I'm and I, I apologize. I Houston, I, I I love my I love my boy Deshaun Watson, but they're gonna be hurting this year without D Hop. I'm gonna yeah. tell you that right now. They're gonna be hurting. That's what's like so I I put I put New England right now with the addition of Cam Newton. I put them as the third best team in the AFC right now. So Scotty D says no. B Live says yes. Me, oh, I gotta see what he were. I gotta see what kind of weapons he got, man. I gotta see what kind of weapons he got. I I I, I have to see before I can predict anything because, um, like I said, we don't even know if he's gonna start. We don't know. He's not gonna. I mean. We're looking at a season that might not start on time. We might not have many camps. We might not have any of that stuff going for quite a while. So we there's a lot to be determined before we get to uh, Cam Newton getting them to the playoffs. Because we don't even know at this point if the NFL season is going to get going under. You know, according to schedule, we we just don't know. There's a lot of unknowns here, but um, I, I don't think I, I'm not saying I, I can't I can't say that New England won't make maybe nine and seven and make it to a, a, a wild card, but I'm not, I'm not picking them to win that division this year. No way. Because there's two wild card spots. It'll, it'll be this upcoming season is rule. Where we have not one, but two wild card spots, right? Is um, there's, I know. I think that's next season. I think this season we talked about this before and I forget because I, I don't know if it starts this season or next season where they have, um, is only one buy, and then um, I now they're adding an extra playoff spot this is, year. Yeah, that is this mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But so they, they can they can conceivably go eight and eight and make the playoffs. Yeah, and win the division, make the playoffs. They can um, they can really do that, man. It's it's gonna be interesting to see. But as you said, Scotty D. Uh, speaking of your Cowboys, uh, ain't gonna be no Hall of Fame game. Nope, no Hall of Fame game. They canceled that as well too. So um. As you said, man, we really don't know what's going on. But we do know what's going on with baseball. Baseball is back. We're going to put an asterisk in case we hit stop and they do what they did to me last week. But we're going to go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, baseball is back. And guess what? It's going to begin July 23rd and the 24th. And from the looks of it, it's going to end on September 27th. 60-game regular season, Universal DH. And Scotty D uh, brought up an interesting point. Uh, starting in the 10th inning, if the game is tied, uh, the team that made a final out in the ninth inning will have a runner on second. And there's another rule where I saw if it goes into the 13th inning, they will chain a tiger between second and third base. A live tiger. A live tiger. Yeah. So that'll make it real interesting seeing if uh, you can get from second to third without getting your face clawed off by a tiger. That's going to be that's going to be a very interesting. Also, maybe Detroit has a a psychological advantage in that. (laughs) Yeah, Tigers. <laughs> we we would we would at least hope so. We would at least hope so. And I also read that uh, there will be no cross country traveling, aka all Eastern teams will stay uh, play Eastern teams and West play the West, Central play the Central, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Fellas, how do you feel about baseball finally getting their act together? Opening day is going to be kind of cool. You got the World Series champion the Nationals. Hosting the Yankees, so you'll have Garrett Cole going out there against either probably Strasburg or Scherzer. Um, I kind of feel bad for the Nationals though, because you know that you would think that would be a super exciting night to have your your uh, at least the first or second day. I think the second day is when they were planning on doing their 
ring presentation. You know, they're, they're going to miss out on that. Being able to play in front of their their fans, you, you know, on opening day, they're going to miss out on that. Um, they're actually they're going to miss out on Ryan Zimmerman and Joe Ross because these guys are not going to play. Uh, them along with Mike Leake of the Diamondbacks have opted out and. Remains to be seen. I, I I won't be surprised if we see more and more of these players as uh, we get closer to to the you know modified spring training. Seeing some of these other guys drop out because of the COVID nineteen. Uh, I know Ryan Zimmerman said his mother has uh, MS. She's a high risk candidate for COVID nineteen. So um, a lot of these guys is gonna they're gonna be weighing the 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 finances versus the family thing, and, and you know. It's going to be not as smooth, I don't think, as we're expecting it to be. I'm excited to see baseball because I want to see the players back on the field. You know, I want them to figure it out. But it concerns me when you already, before we've even gotten gotten them into camp, that you got guys dropping out already. So that that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Makes you wonder where you at on this. Be live about baseball coming back. Um, I am looking at Vegas right now because um the odds makers. Because I'm, I want to see um, the. Because I'm gonna place a bet on the odds of who will be the first player on the um, the Astros that um gets hit by a pitch. What are the odds? You know the odds. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw. Um, they that they they're actual odds right now. I I would pull it up right now, but it's just it's funny. It's funny to me because it's Bregman. One that's that's the uh, most likely candidate to get bean first. He's he's the he's the odds on favorite to get to get smacked first. I've I've just been waiting on that moment, that opening day moment, and I'll be I will. I'm not even going to lie to you. I will have the Houston Astros their first game. I will have it on somewhere, whether I'll be sitting at home or I'll be at Max Speed Shop on for um on Fishing Church Road four eighty two. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll have it on somewhere, and I will be watching, waiting for the first hit by pitch for the Houston Astros because they know they did what they did was wrong. But anyway, I digress. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, I'm trying to put something together as far as baseball, basketball, hockey, because just. Uh, I mean, it's a pennant run, though. Is what this is. Yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be like a March Madness style pennant run for baseball, where it's going to be, you know. This, if, if at any point during a previous season there's 60 games remaining and everybody had a chance, you know it's a toss-up. So that's that's what's going to make this kind of interesting is that everybody's late in the season, this late in the season with only 60 games left to go, everyone's got a chance to get in the into the postseason. And there's going to be what 10 I think on each side. Is that what part of the agreement was? I think 10 teams each will be uh, making to the postseason, something like yes. that. I believe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a couple other rule modifications, like you said, the extra innings they'll be putting putting someone on second base. Um, universal DH and guys, I think that that's going to stick. I think when we get into the next season, that's I think that DH thing is something that they're going to fight to carry over. Um, being in a new day and age where everything is so specialized, pitchers batting anymore is something I think is going to fall by the wayside. I, I think that's going to that's going to happen. I think we may have seen our pitchers step into the batter's box for the final time. I mean, we're not going to see it this year. That's that's something I think is going to possibly go on moving forward. So, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a different looking type of baseball season. I'm just ready to see it. I, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to get it on because I'm sick of watching old 
old World Series games and flashback games, throwback. I'm I'm ready for some baseball. Oh man, that means we don't get to see no more Bartolo Colon moments no more. I'm saying, yeah, you hate to take the bat out of his hands. I tell you. Oh man, and watch him just trot ever so gracefully around the base path. Oh, Bartolo Colon, never change. Here's a good question. Will ESPN still be as vigorous about showing and airing um, Korean baseball now that actual baseball is on its way back? Nope. <laughs> he said with a quickness. That's a negative. Said, we, we, we tried it. Nobody's why. I honestly got I'm still trying to figure out. Was Did anybody change their schedule to wake up at Three four o'clock in the morning to watch Korean baseball. Nope. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you a name or nothing. They just needed to fill some airtime, I believe. That yeah. they're doing their best to get through the pandemic. They got the dinos and the dinos and the. the... Anyways, um, yeah, no cross country traveling, as I said. Uh, they're pretty much going to keep everybody on, you know, you know, X amount of teams on one side of the country. Uh, and I'm reading something where it said that, uh, yes, uh, teams will be uh, playing most games against their own division and a handful of interleague games against the corresponding divisions from the other league. Uh, specifically, each team will play 10 games, yes, uh, against the other four teams in its own division in a combination of two games and three-game series, of course. Uh, the remaining 20 games will be interleague contests, East versus East, Central versus Central, just like I said. And six of those 20 games will be rivalry games, such as Mets, Yankees, Cubs, White Sox. Um, how the other games will be breakdown, it is unknown. So, fellas, uh, from the looks of it, we got us some baseball. Ain't going to be no spitting, no spitting amid the uh, concerns of the positive spread of COVID-19. Ain't going to be no spitting, but it's going to be some... No high-fiving, no hugging. Yeah, no high-fiving, no hugging. Well, we get, we'll get to see... Um, I think they're still allowed to grab their own junk. Yeah. I think that they wrote that into the rule. They, they, you can still grab your own junk. Yeah, man. You're yeah, man. Grab a teammate's junk, but you're allowed to grab your yeah, own Yeah, grab your own junk. Uh, I think we'll also see... Um, Andrew McCutcheon looking like Charlie Murphy. Uh, yeah, what a great baseball card. Have you seen that <laughs> on Facebook? Great, I love. Oh it. man, I, I I just want I just want that card. You know, I want a poster. I, I used to collect posters, but I just want that poster of Andrew McCutcheon looking like Charlie Murphy. Like, what are y'all looking at, man? Playing baseball, man. Get up out of here, Where's Rick James. <laughs> so, fellas, from yeah. the sound of it, we are happy that baseball is back. Speaking of something else that's back, guess what? The NBA is back, and they released their schedule and they got some primetime games as usual that's going to tip off on july 30th on tnt we're going to get a doubleheader we're going to get the jazz pelicans followed by the battle of la part five the clippers versus the lakers then the very next day on espn we will get the celtics versus the bucks and the rockets versus the mavericks on espn 22 of the participating teams will play eight seeding games that you'll see uh, July 30th uh, through August 14th at the ESPN Wild World of Sports Complex in Florida. And another question, will Harrison Barnes, will his beard challenge be fulfilled? Will he cut his beard or will the Kings go below 500? And at press time, they are 28 and 36. Be live. Where you at on the NBA coming back? Yes. Yes. Thank God. I'm all for it. Only thing that I'm having an issue with, with the NBA, and it's um, understandably so, is who actually is going to play and who is going to be healthy. 
because this this has disrupted everything. Mm-hmm. Like, like base. We've already heard that Brooklyn is not even half their team is not even gonna like it's not gonna be there. Like, no no Durant coming back, no Kyrie Irving. Um, there was a couple other players I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but they're 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 going to be a shell of their former selves. So it's not, not going to be competitive there. Just um, read an article today that um, the sixth man of the year for the um, um, Clippers, Lou Williams, is 50-50 about playing. And he's actually concerned that the, them playing will take away from the Black Lives Matter movement, which I I understand it, but I think this – them playing would actually bring more light to the subject. That's just my thought. But if he's 50-50, like, I need, if if, if anything, if you're going to play, I need I need you at 100%. So he, I mean, he has a pivotal role. So is this, again, so many questions that are unanswered. Like, who's healthy? Who's going to play? Who, like, who's declining to play? Because there's, there's still players saying, that, you know, no, no I'm, I'm not, not going to do it. And you really can't force me to do it. And then you have light at the end of the tunnel when you see that um, Toronto Raptors have already um, picked up shop. They're already in Florida. They said, let's get it. We're we're in Fort Myers. Let's go. So uh, still a lot of questions, but I'm excited that that, that, uh, the plan is coming together. We will see basketball. It's just a matter of now how everything just falls together. I feel, I feel like we've kind of picked right up where we left off with the NBA, though. I still think it's going to be down to Lakers, Clippers. I don't think that's changed since since the pandemic. And, uh, you know, it's still Milwaukee's, you know, the East belongs to them. Maybe Philly can pose a threat. I, I don't feel like much has changed as far as all that goes. If anything, I think it kind of helped the Lakers because of the veteran legs, you know, LeBron and some of these guys. They're going to lose Avery Bradley. He's he's decided not to play. Uh, they signed J.R. Smith, who's still around out there. He was available. Um, I, I think because LeBron didn't have a, a postseason last year, you know, he, he got the extra rest last year, got off to a great start this year, and now he's had another significant break. I think that definitely is in his favor but I think it's really coming down to those two teams in the West versus Milwaukee. I just don't think anything's really going to be be different. It's time to finish it up, pretty much. Yep, yes, it, it is time to finish it up, and um, I'm ready to see. I'm just ready to see. Uh, but what we will notice about baseball and the NBA ain't nobody gonna be in the stands. But at least we'll have some form of um, live action sports. People playing basketball. People playing baseball. Uh, the biggest concern, as far as I'm concerned, is safety. And um, I'm not mad at any of the guys that, like, you know what? I mean, yeah, I'm going to play. No, I'm not going to play. It's just like going back to work. You want to go back to work, but, you know, do you want to run the risk? And it's either yes, I do, or no, I don't, or let me think about it. And I know some people, like, you know, my job has been open, like, full board business for about a month. And some people have, this is like the last and final stage of some people actually coming back like to work work. So um, it's a lot to consider, man. You know, just like you said about, um, was it Ryan Zimmerman of the Nationals? You know, with his mother having MS, Avery Bradley having kids. 
um, young children, and then Trevor Reza with his obligation to his son, which is respectable, and I completely understand it. So, um, I'll get what. What's crazy though is that you know you could get down to a, a a playoff situation, and these guys are supposed to be staying in a bubble, right? Yep, right. They're supposed to be not leaving the the area, but that doesn't go for people like like the bus driver. If the bus driver gets coronavirus, he could spread it to LeBron and and, and AD, and all of a sudden they're eliminated from the playoffs because these guys can't can't show up for work for for a week and a half, whatever. It's that that kind of situation could arise. I mean, we we don't know what we're getting yet with this either. The NBA is going to look a whole lot different too. It's going to be very interesting. I just wish the damn virus would go away. You know what I mean? What 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 did we say earlier? If we cut this state off, that state off, and just push them out to the water. <laughs> let's, let's let's cut the crust off some of these uh, these states around the edges and and and. Uh, Try to heal up as a country with the coronavirus. I'm sick of the coronavirus, but it's a way of life, and it's going to be here for a while. So we're doing the best we can here, guys, doing the best we can. That we are. That we are. Be live. You got anything you want to say before we wrap up the segment? Um, um, I see. Uh, I saw that it was um Spencer Dinwiddie for the Brooklyn Nets that um had his concerns. And again, like I said, Brooklyn without their biggest stars, there is almost seems, seems like they're conceding. Mm-hmm. And then like, I'm still like trying to figure out because like teams like, um, it was mentioned before, like some teams, like I can't remember the one team that they, the Washington wizards, mm-hmm. 24 and 40, they get invited. Do they, do they realistic? They, do they realistically have a chance? And it's it's a lot of stuff that I want to think about, but I really don't want to think about. It. I really just want to see how this all plays out. Hopefully, like I said, that um, they have the protocols in place, keep everybody safe, seeing it, who what the rosters are actually going to be, who's actually going to be the most competitive team there, like talent wise, and like because the momentum stopped. Yep, the momentum completely stopped. So you really, like, I, I understand what Scotty D is saying, that it's still going to fall on these teams that are the most talented, the Clippers, the Lakers, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. And, um, but it's still, like, it, Toronto's, Toronto's still up there, too. But um, it's, re- it's really going to come down to who, what, what rosters we're actually going to have on the floor and the condition of the players who's been keeping up with their off-season workouts um, I literally just did air quotes on a radio show why did I do that nobody saw me do air quotes but I just to let the listeners know when I I put air quotes on off-season workouts because I mean that's essentially what's going on and um, so I have to put emphasis on that because I have no idea why I did that <laughs> oh boy, things happen. <laughs> things happen as they usually do. All right, that's gonna do it for the NBA talk. Rolling, rolling right along. We're gonna roll into UFC fight night. It took place Saturday night at UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. And it was a pretty good card for what I'm seeing. But the two fights that I watched the most was the Mike Perry and the Mickey Gall fight, and of course, 
Scotty D's Fight of the Year nominee, Dustin Poirier versus Dan the Hangman Hooker. Fellas, let's talk about some fights. Let's talk about some some beat-em-ups. What do we take out of fight night in Las Vegas? Well, uh, Mike Perry's crazy. We know that. <laughs> that, that dude fought uh, Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall, by the way, famous for ruining the debut of CM Punk by choking him out in the first round a few years ago. Oh, that's that Mickey Gall. Okay, I'm like, why does the name sound familiar? Yeah, Mickey Gall, he, he's come a long way. He's, he's, a, he's a decent fighter, but Mike Perry, cornered by his girlfriend and his girlfriend only, so he didn't have to pay anyone else out, uh, convincingly won that fight. Uh, a little questionable in the first round. could have gone either way, but decisive second, third round. But, man, then the noise got turned up. With Dustin Poirier and and Dan Hooker, those boys went at it. And it wasn't just a sloppy, everything goes out the window, punch each other as much as you can fight. These guys demonstrated some skill, uh, some heart. They, you know, there was actually jujitsu. They were on the mat, you know, throwing holds at each other, fighting. And I, I think, honestly, I think the fight was on the table going into the fifth round. And those guys were completely spent. Um, both got trips to the hospital, but Poirier um, p- pulled it out in the in the fifth round, barely. Um, you could tell Hooker was just spent. He kept trying to take him down and and just didn't have enough gas and to really do much with with those takedowns. But Poirier, I think, was the right call. He was the he he, he got the he got the win, much needed win for him too, because his last fight was a title loss last September to Khabib. So he needed a win so he didn't slide down the rankings. He needed to stay relevant. And uh, man, other than the that women's fight we saw earlier in the year, that could probably still be the fight there. That uh, Zhang Weili and Joanna Jerzejic, that 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 fight the other night with uh, Poirier Hooker, that 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 could be your fight of the year candidate, I think. Well, uh, when it comes close towards the end of the year, we might have to ask the listeners what did they think was the UFC fight of the year, twenty twenty. Wow! Yeah, it was. Did you get? Did you end up getting to watch that fight at all? Um, I just I um was actually trying to um, recap it real quick. I was actually I'm actually just got finished watching bits and pieces while we're recording right now, and yeah, like now I need to hear it with, and I, I need to hear it. I need to see it with it's sound. Mm-hmm. It is a fun fight to watch. I mean, these boys just they emptied the tanks. They just they just went all out. Like I said, at the end of the fight. I don't think either guy had much left. Poirier said afterwards, I could fight a sixth round. He he actually, I, th- I think the stamina was the factor in the fight because I think Hooker was just a little bit more gassed. That, like I said, he, he was taking, he was trying to throw some sloppy takedowns, but he, he didn't really have much to do once he got him to the ground. And, and Poirier was able to get, you know, get out of that stuff pretty, you know, pretty reasonable to, you know, in a pretty reasonable fashion. But, um, the, the heart those guys, each of them, I mean, it, I, it was one of those fights where you hated to see somebody lose because these guys, you know, these are two of the absolute best in the world going at it right now. And Hooker is on the rise. This is a setback for him, but, you know, he's he's still got title contender written all over him, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, while I was watching it, I was, that was a nasty arm bar. Like nine, I would say 90% of UFC fighters would have tapped out with that arm bar. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, I was like, how is his arm still attached to the elbow and the shoulder and all the things that go in between it? All right. 
<laughs> but um, Scotty D, I got I got to ask because we were we talked about it on a um recent episode about I can't remember the two ladies. It was a women's fight that we were putting up there as one of the matches of the year. Is is that usurped now by the hooker um Poirier match? I don't think so. I still think that women's fight was the was the better of the two, maybe by a hair. It, it that's that's one of those ones you could you're not going to hate rewatching either of those fights. Um, but y- yeah, th- this could be the men's fight of the year. How about that? I, I, I like it. Was, was, was that the girl that got the poop knot on the head? Yeah, that was, yeah, Joanna, you're, you're She's, she had her entire, her entire forehead was a hematoma. It was crazy. Yeah, that was, <laughs> but and still to be able to fight through all of that and everything. Yeah. We've had the luxury. Thank you. UFC for giving us these fights during this during these trying times and these have been incredible matches to watch. Yes, sir. Yeah, they yeah, they actually crazy is they're fighting in these empty arenas and they actually are listening to the other coaches. I heard Mike Perry say that um he he was listening, he was figuring out some code words that uh from the the opposing coaches. Mm-hmm. So I could figure those out and and in the Poirier Hooker fight, Hooker kicked him Twice, I think, low. He kicked him low. And Michael Bisping, doing the commentary, mentioned it. And Poirier said, yeah, listen to Bisping. Yeah, so, that was funny. Yeah, these guys are actually hearing the announcers call their fights, which is something you'd never never would have had before. I'm not sure how I feel about that. They, they maybe need to move those guys back off the octagon a little bit so that their comments aren't you know, going into the ears of the guys that are fighting live. But, uh, yeah, that's a whole different different perspective on it, the – that they're able to hear, you know, you crack a guy and you hear the announcers go, "Ooh," you know, it's you're actually hearing the guys calling the fight that are that are reacting to the fights. But yeah, um, UFC has been getting me by a little bit just because they are, you know, putting on live events. Um, that's probably what the fourth or fifth one now since the the pandemic that they they put on in the last month month and a half. So good on them. They got a pay per view coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm always. I'm always up for uh, for the UFC, so I, they definitely are getting us by a little bit here. You know what? I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to get ESPN Plus. I can't take this no more. I got to get it. I got to get it. I don't care if I got to cancel my Hulu and then get the package with Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus, of course. Because, you know, part of the reason I don't watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers, spoiler alert, and then with the way these fights have been going, man, they have been very, very, very good. Uh, my new favorite fighter is Mike platinum perry okay the the way he just like when you when you talk about like personality and cut like a solid promo as a fighter out of breath tired he's like look you know i got my girl in my corner i'm over here by myself i'm trying to find some people that's gonna tell me how to fight like on a friend level nobody's gonna try to bring me down uh, I gotta pay taxes. I'm trying to have. I'm trying to wild out, get money, have my ties on the beach. I mean, I, you wouldn't want to have them on the beach now, but I get what he's saying. I'm like, you know what? This this guy is a character. I can actually root for uh, Mike Platinum Perry. I can actually root for him. Nice. Yeah, he's definitely a colorful character, and he he really needed that win the other night too. Interesting that he would get a win coming off a two fight losing streak, and he would pick to have no team set up his own camp. Have his girlfriend hold the spit bucket. I mean, that was that was all on his his own doing the other night. But he did admit as much after the fight. He's like, I need to get make some moves and and get on a team. And he he has to find the right fit. So, um, 
you know, I think I think one of the only losses of his career prior to the that two two fight losing streak was to Cowboy Cerrone. So he's been in there with some with some tough competition. But if he's going to step up, he's going to need some. Uh, he's going to need a good solid team to be able to get him to the next level for sure. Yeah, got to get a team, man. Got to get a team. I mean, you know, even though it is a individual sport, you need your team to help you get to that next level. So uh, it, it's good that Mike Perry realized that. And it's impressive that he did all that by himself, one deep solo style, like he's zero or something. But um, yeah, I was, I was, I was thoroughly impressed with the co-main event and the main event of UFC fight night. Now what's the next one? Um, they uh, fight Island. Fight Island in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Fight Island in two weeks. And what's the card on that one? Is, is Usman versus who? Burns, I believe. Yeah, Usman versus Burns, and from the looks of it, man, that car is gonna be loaded. I thought, I think I seen Holly Holm on there. Time, let me, let me look, let me, let me look right fast here. Let me, let me browse. Yeah, um, Kamaru Usman uh, for the welterweight title versus Gilbert Burns, um, Alexander Volkanovski versus Max Holloway, Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo, Jessica Andrade, wow. Rose, uh, Mama Joanna's, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that car's loaded. And also, yeah, Jose Aldo, I was, I was, my my eyebrows just rose. Like, oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. This um, this Jose Aldo going down on that night. I'm gonna tell you that. But it, I mean, it, that could happen, yes. But I was just like, oh, oh, that card is stacked. Three title fights in one night. Yeah. Very rare. Very rare. Yep. Uh, for the bantamweight title, um, Yan versus Aldo, Holloway, Volvanovski for the featherweight, and for the welterweight title, Kamaru Usman versus Gilbert Burns. Yeah, I'm gonna need to go ahead and uh, get at ESPN Plus like ASAP. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute, La- ladies and gentlemen of the um, Sports Bros Podcast um, listening community. Um, this is not a drill. Um, I am off that night. I don't have to work on July. I, I work in the morning, July 11th, but I'll have the night off to watch this pay per view. Oh, well, um, wait a minute. Um, somebody, somebody call an ambulance. I, I just got dizzy because I, 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 I might get to enjoy something for once. <laughs> you know, be I laughing. predict you get called in. <laughs> shut oh, your, no. shut your mouth. I predict you get called in. Yeah, you, 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 and this predicting things and stuff. I have the Fourth of July off. I have the night of the July Eleventh off, and you just, just predicting that somebody's going to ruin that for me. Stop it. Yeah, let me see if I can work that morning. Or the way the schedule's been going lately, if I if they're doing this every other Saturday thing, I'm with it, with it. I'm all about it. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to Fight Island and uh, this previous fight night was very great as well too. You know what else is great? Choices of the voices. Our next segment. And with that being said, hey, yo, button, hit it. And now, our favorite part of the show the choices of the voices. Once again, we want to say thank you to the wonderful and lovely Miss Button for introducing our favorite section of the show, the Choices of the Voices section. You heard the woman. She ain't lying. She's telling the truth. We look forward to the Choices of the Voices because we get to talk about what you gave us in answers as far as the question that Scotty D asked for the Choices of the Voices section. And with that being said, Scotty D, what was the question for this week's Choices of the Voices? We wanted to know who have you missed watching perform in the world of sports since this pandemic has sprung upon us back in March. 
you know, canceled March Madness. It, it, it messed up basketball season, baseball season. It's been a mess. So who have you missed watching as a sports fan during the last couple months? Eddie, cool. What do we get here? All right, man. We got uh, we got we got some good answers, man. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Carrie Lockmanick, she said, "I don't miss my shows, uh, being bumped for basketball. Um, now they're being bumped because they didn't finish filming her show." She said, "Get back to me when the NFL gets canceled." So um, she's hoping that the NFL does not get canceled, and she's not alone. We kind of hope that it doesn't happen. But as we said earlier, the Hall of Fame game got canceled, and uh. Looking kind of uh, bleak, but uh, we got to remain optimistic. All right, and so uh, next up, we got Joseph or Joe. We're going to call him Joe Gaffigan. He said, opening day for the Nats, World Series banner rings and all. Yep, we, and we just uh, we just discussed that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, actually, that, that's again, that, that really sucks. I know that the, the Nationals had talked about doing a virtual ring ceremony back in May. Um, and I don't, and I think what happened was the players didn't want to do it until they all got together to get their rings live. Uh, they wanted to be able to get them together. Uh, I don't know if they'll be able to do that in front of fans this year. That that's that's going to be a big drawback of that. But um, yeah, that <laughs> like I said, if you're a Nationals fan, that was a long time coming to win the World Series and the, you know, your opening day celebration, opening weekend of celebrating, it's kind kind of got ruined. But hey, you're still the champs, Nats. Yep, still a chance. That was a great World Series. I'm not going to lie to you. Great World Series. OG Uncle Max said the NCAA basketball tournament. It was one of my favorite playoff venues of the year. Uncle Max, we are with you on that. We did yep. miss. The, the year, Fellas, I don't know about y'all, but the spring just seemed very odd without a, a, a baseball, basketball national championship or the tournament altogether. Uh, missed it badly. Yeah, didn't it seem odd be live? Yeah. Odd is could be an understatement. <laughs> it was what are you, doing, you you count the inventory for Max Speed Shop or what are you doing? Well, about? Yeah, leave me alone. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm doing my I'm doing a different type of research right now. Okay. Zima and Grit, Scotty. Zima and Grit. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was not ready for the for it to get past me real quick. I was actually <laughs> looking at all right, don't talk anymore till we at we call on you. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> oh man, yeah, cool. uh, who else is interested in this segment? Oh Lord Jesus, here we go. Move right along. We got Trey Dizzle. Trey Dookie said, "I really wanted to see LeBron make all these haters cry again this year." Hoping the playoffs happen. We hope the playoffs happen as well too. And of course, we got the one. The only, the man himself, Martin Tracy. You ready, fellas? Let me scoot up to the computer here. I don't want to miss anything. Martin Tracy said, it is no question I missed the NFL. Well, we really haven't missed anything. That's true. Yet, hopefully, they figure out a way to do it. But I'm excited. uh, I'm so excited, like Tebow, to see what Tom Brady is going to look like with Gronk and Tampa Bay. I thought it was a spelling error, but he spelled Tampa Bay, T-O-M-P-A-B-A-Y. Uh, uh, yeah. He said, what I missed is the NHL. Uh, his Bruins were cruising to another Stanley Cup, hopefully. Uh, they got the momentum back. Now, baseball is going to be really exciting. Uh, I think I've never seen 60-game season before. Every game is going to mean something. DH in both leagues. Base run on second if the, base is, if the game goes into overtime. Uh, don't know about that one, but interesting nonetheless. 
uh, it goes for the playoffs. Two, I wonder, uh, I forgot to press send last week in my stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Never changed, Bart Tracy. He said he would like to go watch baseball, a baseball game in Cuba. Okay, so last week he said he wanted to go watch a game in Cuba because uh, I've always wanted to visit. Their passion for baseball is obvious. I love old cars, architecture, spicy girls, all the good reasons to go in Cuba. What is this? His Tinder uh, profile bio? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Mark Tracy. I like cute. I like Cuba, spice women, and sports. Holla at your boy. Nice. <laughs> hey man, we, we hey man, we we, we got to give it up for Mark Tracy, man. We gotta. Yeah. <laughs> we can we, we can always count on him for a good one between yeah. between him and Trey. Oh yes, him and Trey. Yeah, appreciate it, Matty Ice. We love it, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah, every bit of it. So that's it, man. Uh, shout out to Matty Ice. Carrie, Joe, Uncle Max, and Trey Duke for their participation in Choices of the Voices. Now it's time to hit that pivot move. You know, you got to put your, put your plant foot down and take your other foot and move because if you take your plant foot down and move it, you've traveled. With that being said, Scotty D, who do you miss on your television screen in the world of sports? I'm going to have to say uh, I've missed Sidney Crosby play in the past couple months because the Penguins actually were looking pretty good before the pandemic shut them down. Uh, it, it, it'd be easy for me to say LeBron just because I'm a Laker fan. You know, I've never been a big LeBron fan, but I have enjoyed him in the Laker uniform, admittedly. But, um, you know, Sidney Crosby has been a he, – he'd been around for a few minutes, and you, you got to believe the window of championships are closing on him. So um, I, I can appreciate how really good he is at his craft. And so you, you just hate seeing the guy – get taken away from you, you know, as a penguin fan, I just, uh, that, that, that one hurt losing, losing hockey season. Uh, hopefully we get that back to, I mean, they're working on that and, you know, bring it on. I'm, I'm ready to get all sports back on, but um, Sidney Cross is my pick for this week's choice of the voices, but you gotta be live. Me is, is baseball. It is baseball. I'm, I may not come across as the biggest baseball enthusiast from time to time, but I love my Atlanta Braves. I've always been an Atlanta Braves fan. Fear to chop. Chop on. Let's get it. And I can tell you two people in particular that I, I miss right now. And that's Freddie Freeman and Ronald Acuna Jr. Those guys, like Freddie Freeman is just, he, he's a character and freaking just a great baseball player. His antics are second to none. And then Ronald Cunha Jr. is literally like, he's the next big thing in baseball. And I I was looking forward to this season, seeing what the Braves can do. And now, I mean, we're, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. So I'm just really, I miss, I miss those two guys. I do miss opening day. I'm anxious to see what the Braves can do this year. Okay, great. So Freddie Freeman and uh, Ronald Cunha Jr., the Atlanta Braves. Um, I'm pretty sure I told you about my Freddie Freeman story, right? About how I tripped over his foot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did tell us. Yeah, every time I think about Freddie Freeman, I kind of just, uh, I kind of just, I kind of seize up. Freddie, once again, man, I'm sorry, man. I promise you, I'm sorry. It's, it's all good if you want me to sing a slice of cheesecake. I can make it happen. I can make it happen. Don't ask me how, but I'm going to make it happen. If you need some cheesecake, I'll make sure you get that. Freddie Freeman. All right, and that leaves me. Oh, man, I got a couple people. Of course, I miss uh, LeBron James on my television screen playing basketball because um, 
he was the reason why I would stay up and watch those West Coast games. I'm like, you know, let me see what uh, let me see what, Le- what LeBron and the uh, Lakers got going on. Um, yeah, because he was starting to catch fire, and then poof, Ronamania 2020, brother, kind of screwed up everything. Um, don't laugh, but I missed the duo of James Harden and Russell Westbrook. There's no secret that I have been highly critical over Russell Westbrook because I believe his style of play will never win him a championship. I still stick by that unless otherwise stated. But, um, yeah, just to see that they can, like, this is the first season to see if they can coexist and actually make some noise and do something. I think they, uh, around the time, what happened, they, uh, they traded who? Clint Capella, right? And then they picked up Robert Covington, and they uh, went yes. to a smaller. They went to a smaller lineup, and it worked for them. But it was would have been good to see what really happened during the stretch one run. Would uh, Westbrook would have passed the ball? Would James Harden shot the ball more? Um, I want to say no for one, yes for the other. Yep. So um, yeah, I, I definitely miss those two, and I miss my Hur- I miss my Carolina Hurricanes too, man. I want to see if you know if we can get the uh, summer of a bunch of jerks part two. Um, they were making a playoff push as well too. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I missed the Carolina Hurricanes, the the dynamic duo of Russell Westbrook and um, James Harden and LeBron James. That's who I miss. And with that being said, Scotty D, what's next week's question for the choices of the voices? All right, we're going to turn our sights to the NFL next week. And I'm going to give you a choice. Which of these three young quarterbacks would you most like to have on your team? Of these three, Daniel Jones, who showed a little bit of life for the Giants last year. Baker Mayfield, who showed a promising rookie season, but a little bit of a disappointing second season. Or Joe Burrow, who looked like a world beater in college, but only has really that one-year of experience as a as a big time starter, so if you could pick, and again, this isn't fantasy football. This is like if you really choose them for your team. Which of these quarterbacks would you most like to have on your team coming into the season? Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, or Joe Burrow? So that's your choice of three young quarterbacks, and we want to find out what you think about that next week on Choices of the Voices. No, no, no. What do you mean, no, no? Uh, that's unacceptable. You, yeah, I'm, I'm not because I didn't say Teddy Bridgewater. I know, no, he no, 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 he got crap to do with Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Teddy got a check, Teddy's getting paid. No, the, no, if you, if you're, if we're gonna go to unproven number one draft pick Joe Burrow, you're gonna add my boy Trevor Lawrence to that question. Yeah, he's still in college. I don't care. Well, <laughs> all he... roads lead to Dabo. He, yeah, he's I'm, not in this conversation. Yes, he is in this conversation. I, no, will, I, will, I will edit the post. When you post right, it. Pick, you, you pick him. You, you made your pick. So now next week we're going to have two of us. We'll just put an asterisk by it. No, no. I want the choices of the voices to chime in on this. Trevor Lawrence is part of this conversation. I put my foot down. All roads lead to Dabo. We're asking about NFL quarterbacks. And Joe Burrow's not an NFL quarterback yet. He got drafted. He hasn't been on the field yet. He doesn't count. I don't That's care. That's the beauty. Yeah. He's a draft NFL quarterback. Yeah, because Trevor Lawrence has only played two. Um, He's not eligible. Trevor Lawrence would have been number one draft pick over Joe Burrow, even after Joe Burrow won the Heisman and everything. All the experts say it. 
So well, I want I want to hear the choices of the voices. I want to see what they have to say. Well, so the, poll we, we, time, poll we've, time. We've got four. <laughs> we've got four choices for next week's question. I know Scotty D has been doing this for sixty-five episodes strong, and this is his thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my I'm gonna step into this. Trevor Lawrence is gonna be one of the um, one of the choices. You know what? I think this is revenge for the uh, pepper incident <laughs> a few episodes back, Scotty D. So this this is kind of coming. I'm over here like, why why is this all this animus and animosity going on? I was like, oh, I know this all stems from yeah, the time you hijacked his uh, peppers, his pepper. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're choosing between three NFL quarterbacks, and he wants to play and put a college guy. In. He doesn't understand the rule of of the NFL just yet. So uh, whatever, if you want to say Trevor Lawrence, go ahead. He's not actually going to be in the NFL this season. But go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll put him in there. All right, y'all calm the hell down. Let me go ahead and take y'all home before we, we want to kill each other. With that being said, we're going home. We're going to get the hell up out of here. But before we go, you know how we do it. We do a round of pepper. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of, sort of, not really. Enlightening and educating, celebrating, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I know I botched it, but guess what? We're going to keep on rolling, rolling, rolling. We slept in weeks. And I'll go first. My first pepper point. All right, here we go. On this day in history, back in 1908, at 41 years old and three months, Cy Young becomes the oldest pitcher to record his third career no-hitter as the Red Sox defeat the New York Highlanders 8-0. And we all know what Cy Young did to the game and revolutionized pitching. Hell, they got an award named after the man, right? Exactly. Over to you, Scotty D. All right, this one's interesting for us, Myrtle Beach, the Myrtle Beach connection. But for the 13th year in a row, Dustin Johnson was a winner on the PGA Tour. Uh, Dustin Johnson shot 19 under at the Travelers Championship this past weekend at the TPC River Highlands in Connecticut. One shot better than Kevin Streelman. Uh, His Sunday was an adventure. He had his feet in the water on the 15th hole. I mean, he was literally inches away. From knocking that sucker in the water on a par four, uh, he tried to drive the green. He ended up in the water. He duffed that second shot and then hit a beauty third shot and uh, saved par there. He had a two-shot lead. He gave one back on 16 after delay. But Dustin Johnson held on to win again with uh, a one-shot lead over Kevin Streelman. And congratulations to Dustin Johnson, Coastal Carolina boy, on being a champion yet again. Over to you, B-Live. See, see, nah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love it. So, check this out. A lot, a lot of stuff's been going on with the New England Patriots. Like, let's not let's not get lost in the fact that Cam Newton's now a New England Patriot. Well, because this show started with me introducing Robert Kraft to the penalty box, and I'm not letting it go. <laughs> and neither is the state of Florida because they are back on them. The courts have opened back up and they are back on Robert Kraft. Prosecutors are saying that he should not get the benefit because a couple of cops didn't do their job the way it was supposed to be done and blah, blah, blah. So they're trying to validate the search warrant that basically prove that Robert Kraft was doing things he had no business doing. I'm not going to... 
So I'm not going to divulge into it anymore because he, he, he's a nasty old man. He needs to um, get his life together. <laughs> and he, he he's going to stay in my penalty box and stay out of um, young girls. Um, you know what, um, Eddie Cool, just, just <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, just give, me, just give me the ball. I'm like, don't you do it. Oh, man, don't you do it. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Ooh, boy, I gotta find that Am track and put it on the tracks with super magnetic strips. Scotty D, he almost got us canceled. Oh my god! You know what? I almost, I'm like, if he's gonna say what I think he's gonna say, I'm gonna have to put an E when I edit the show. <laughs> this oh. podcast contains explicit material. I'm sorry I couldn't block it, but nevertheless, I digress. Pepper point number two: This day in history in 1965. Be live, you'll like this one. Scotty D, you just might too. The NFL grants the city of Atlanta, Georgia, an NFL franchise. That team wound up to be the Atlanta Falcons. Never forget, 328. Over to you, Scotty D. All right, so young man by the name of Imani Bates is the high school player of the year basketball, uh, six foot nine. And he is considered to be the biggest blue chip prospect since LeBron came out, pretty much. And he has committed to Michigan State. That's the good news. The bad news is he's only a sophomore. So he's got two more years of high school ball to play. He's in the class of 2022. Um, he was lightly recruited because of the one-and-done deal and that, that goes on from college to the NBA. And that was supposedly uh, 2022 is going to be the last year of that. Woj, you know, Woj, he says that that's probably going to be put on hold. So it looks for now, Imani Bates is committed to heading to be a Spartan. He's heading heading up north, Michigan State, getting Imani Bates. Over to you, B-Live. Natural, what was, he was a McDonald National Player of the Year as a sophomore? The Gatorade, now, yeah, Gatorade. Ga- Gatorade, this. Gatorade, yeah. gotcha. Yep, he's a player of the year as a sophomore. That's crazy. Um, yeah, he, he, he he's sick. And actually, from what I understand, his dad is starting up like a, uh, he's founding a school in, in Michigan that he's going to be part of that. And he's going he's gonna to be playing with some other uh, big time high school players. Uh, he, he's transferring out of his high school, I think, to, to do this. But nonetheless, he's got two years left before he, he's uh, before he's going to be playing college ball. Nice. All right. Um, second pepper point. Um, Patriots, get your life together. <laughs> That's again. Yes, yes. <laughs> Third round draft pick. $1.1 million because of Spygate 2.0. And I'm going to say this, um, the NFL just um, imposed that penalty right after um Cam Newton made it to the Patriots. Um, it's, it's, it's ironic, but this whatever it is, nonetheless. But I'm going to say this: if you're going to film a team out of the 32 teams in the National Football League, <laughs> and 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 the situation that we're in right now, why in the blue hell? Would you film the Cincinnati Bengals? You deserve, you deserve just, you just wrong. Just wrong. Patriots, stop it. Do better. 
<laughs> stop. The greatness of Bill Belichick. He's great. He's the best. Oh, man. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, I guess. Whatever. Eddie Cool, the ball. You know, you better be glad. He better be glad to see no, like, a regular, like, man and woman relationship because there's only so many times somebody gonna put up with your cheating ass because <laughs> you got your ass got to go. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Anyways, big shout out. Third and final pepper point. Happy birthday to the champ himself, Iron Mike Tyson, was born on this day back in 1966. In case you forgot who Mike Tyson is, there's a generation that's like, who is Mike Tyson? Ain't he the guy with the tattoo on his face? Well, ain't he the guy, the laughing gif, and was laughing at his own roast? Yeah, but at one point, Mike Tyson was one of the baddest men on the planet, boxer extraordinaire. He was the youngest ever heavyweight champion at 20 years, 4 months, and 22 days old. He has a career record of 50 wins, 6 losses. The two-time Ring Magazine Fighter of the Year back in 1986 and again in 1988 and the International Boxing Hall of Fame inductee in 2011. And he is also, on the celebrity wing, a 2012 Hall of Fame inductee of the WWE Hall of Fame. Iron Mike Tyson. I would do a lisp, but the way he's been working out in videos, he's going to come knock me out. Over to you, Scotty D. Yeah, Iron Mike. You got to love him. All right, my final point uh, deals with uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, 28-year-old reliever for the Pirates, Edgar Santana, had a pretty good campaign as a youngster in 2018 out of the bullpen. He missed 2019 with Tommy John surgery, and now he is suspended for 80 games of a 60-game season for PD. <laughs> you know, 2020, you're 2020 has just launched one turd burger after another. At it. It's <laughs> right, no, but the Pittsburgh Pirates can still be the Pittsburgh Pirates and maintain some normalcy in this world. Over to you, B-Live. Oh. Turd burger. That has, to, that, that, that has to make the title. I, okay. I, I think that has to make the title. Somehow, of this 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 episode, this is, yeah, Pirates being turd burgers. All right, cool. <laughs> Oh, oh God. All right, my third and final pepper point, the Patriots. No, actually, I don't have a third pepper point for the Patriots. Um, <laughs> my third pepper point, I was going to slide in one and actually finish off on a good note. Um, one, of our, one of our new listeners, William Irby, um, he's a diehard Alabama fan. Every time he sees me at Max, he always um, shouts out Roll Tide. So guess what? It's my platform. All roads lead to Dabo, Clemson Tigers. I bleed orange, all in. All right, you made it on the uh, you made it on the podcast. But check this out. One hundred years ago, the Negro Leagues had their inaugural season, and the movements that that is um how um, is happening right now is a tip of, tip of the cap to the Negro Leagues and what it it brought to baseball, and um. Incredibly thankful for just, I mean, the amount of um, African-American players that have to have um, have that opportunity because of the Negro Leagues and the, and basically everything happening with um, desegregation and whatnot. But I want, I want to take this opportunity. Um, they, um, our news article um, was brought up about uh, one of the great players in the Negro League by the name of Oscar McKinley Charleston. And 
today, if I do believe, they actually, um, his tombstone, he um, lived from October 14th, 1896 to October 5th, 1954. But he was one of the, um, he contributed a lot to the Negro League, so one of the, um, one of the best players that the league has seen. They actually updated his um, tombstone to recognize um, him as a legend of the Negro Leagues and the National Baseball Hall of Fame. And they updated that today in with, um, celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues. To, so to Oscar Charleston, tip of the cap to you, sir. Excellent. Nice point there. I like that. And, 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 hey, and to, to throw another name out there, another a guy that's considered to be maybe one of the greatest baseball players of all time, didn't play in the majors, was Josh Gibson. I'm sure you guys know know the name Josh Gibson, but he was a uh, he played in Pittsburgh, um, so you know he's close to home here. He played for the Homestead Graves Grays and the Pittsburgh Crawfords, and do bad at 3.59 in his career, and uh, just a little bit a little bit ahead of his time. Josh Gibson, man, one of the legends. Oh wow, yeah! Shout out to the Negro Leagues, man, because um, yeah, they they paved the way, man. You always got to pay respects to those that paved the ways, the pioneers, the trailblazers to the sports that we love, watch, and talk about so much on a regular basis. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's been another episode, an action-packed, funny turd burger filled episode <laughs> of the Sports Bros Podcast. Sixty-five of them things in the can, and you know how we do it when we get ready to get up out of here. Be live. Where can I'm they find you? Can find me. It never gets old. It never gets old though. But uh, <laughs> you can actually um, find me here in Fayetteville. I always want to give a shout out to my place of employment, uh, Max Speed Shop, forty-two Northwood Fish and Church Road, home of the best burgers and brisket in town, all across the East Coast. All you, you can't get better barbecue than at my spot. And also fifty-seven beers on tap. Over 200 beers, cans, and bottles for your desire to wet um, your um, whistle. Also, you can check me out here on um, our social media platforms with the Sports Bros Podcast, our Facebook like page, Sports Bros Podcast on Instagram, Sports Bros Podcast on Twitter, Sports Bros PCAST. If you have any questions about the show, um, you can email us at um, Sports Bros PCAST at gmail.com. Check out our website, sportsbrospodcast.wordpress.com. Check out our YouTube page. I'm going to be working on um, uploading our latest episodes on our YouTube page. And, um, yeah, that's, that, that's, what's, that's what we got goings on. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. Yes, sir. Scotty D, Facebook, where can Facebook, baby, you? Facebook. Look for us each and every week on our Choices of the Voices. We're always glad to have you participate. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for taking the time to listen to us and participate in our online stuff. We we greatly appreciate that. And and you got four choices for this week coming up. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, before y'all beat the hell up out of each other. Um, you can catch me, the head of creative. You can catch me on Facebook and all of those social media platforms that y'all might be like mentioned. Um, Instagram, cool season, all one word. Snapchat, if you do it, super cool 5,000. That's the word super cool and the word 5,000. Great news, fellas. I saved a bunch of money on my car insurance by switching to State Farm. What? Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 anyway. whoa, 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 no, that's not a thing. <laughs>
You don't you what don't do say fifteen percent by switching to State Farm. That's definitely Geico. If you're gonna you just you just mixed up this two different commercials. You might as well No, I, no, I said I saved a bunch of money by switching or something. my car insurance yeah, but that, to but, State Farm. But that's still that's not State stuff. Farm. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> hey, up, how yeah. about this? State Farm hooker brother of hooker hookers up, um Geico, um progressive um, we're, you're in good hands with all state. Um, discount hey, double. Trim this episode down. Uh, trim all be live stuff out. We're gonna have a twenty. I can't wait to listen to this later on. <laughs> oh man, this is this is crazy. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Uh, before we leave be live, I'm glad you brought up about uh, Oscar Mc, uh, Kelly Charleston. I did a little uh little little research on him. Um. He had a 43-year career with more than a dozen teams, all right? Yeah, which included the Homestead Grays and the Pittsburgh Crawfords, which Scotty D mentioned earlier. And also, let me see. Man, he died young. He only died when he was 57. Wow. Um, and just a little fact about um, Oscar, Oscar McKinley Charleston. In an exhibition game against the St. Louis Cardinals, I'm sorry, exhibition series against the St. Louis Cardinals, he hit five home runs in a five-game exhibition series against the St. Louis Cardinals. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. So, um, shout-out to Oscar McKinley Charlson. Y'all got anything to say before we get up out of here and watch some wrestling? Be good, everybody. Have a good week. Stay safe. And don't be coughing on people, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> and then closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They will greatly appreciate it now more than ever. Love up on each other. Be nice. And just just be good people. That's all. That's all. Uh, it's been another episode of the Sports Bro. Leroy Jenkins. That's <laughs> what you sounded like. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye. Ha <laughs> <laughs>